Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. Headlines you weren't expecting to read on a Monday morning that are completely surprising and yet in some way not shocking at all. Uh, A man who arrived at the Louvre Museum dressed in a wig and lipstick and while sitting in a wheelchair, though not wheelchair bound, smeared a piece of cake against the Mona Lisa. Uh, uh, Why? What? Why? Okay, well, in one of the videos, as he's being hauled away by security guards, uh, there's uh, some words being shouted. It sounds like, think of the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. The only symbol that they could think of in, in an artistic setting, the only abstract concept that they could think of to make people have that enter their brain space is cake smeared against the Mona Lisa. And that is the worst thing that I've noticed in a couple of articles about this is the description of the white creamy smear on the glass in front of Leonardo da Vinci's work. Uh, There's got to be a better way of saying that, guys. And there's also got to be a better way of getting your message across because I'm lost and just kind of hungry now. Kiss are going to be retiring. Yeah, Kiss are going to be putting the makeup down Putting the wigs on the rack and hanging the costumes in the closet after their current tour. Uh, they were beginning this tour back in 19, or sorry, 2018. And uh, they even said then it would be like one massive final uh, you know, outing. And uh, with all of the iconic imagery, the costumes, the music, the pyrotechnics and everything. And now in a recent interview, Gene Simmons is saying that the reason for stopping touring is because of pride and self-respect and a love and admiration for the fans. The last thing you want to be is a world champion boxer and stay in the ring too long. It's only a matter of time until your legs are not going to be able to hold you up and you're going to lose. So uh, they've got plans for it. Again, as always, when you hear about sports players... And musicians, and they say they're retiring, take it with a grain of salt or 10. Dave Navarro in the news because he's saying that he has actually had COVID and has been sick with long COVID since December, adding that he is going to be back to his old self in nobody knows how long. Um, He was on Instagram and talking about these lingering health problems. Speaking of not being able to make a performance, the Strokes had to cancel some of their upcoming tour dates as well as an appearance at Boston Calling because of COVID-19, a case within either the band or the organization. And now Nine Inch Nails are going to be filling in for them at Boston Calling specifically and headlining for the second night in a row at the festival, much to the delight of Nine Inch Nails fans who are in attendance. Tuesday. Battle of Alberta now in the rear view. The Oilers begin their Western Conference final fight tonight versus the Avalanche in Colorado. And meanwhile, it's the Rangers facing Tampa Bay out in the east. The Canes did not make it into the uh, the Eastern Conference finals. Sorry, Wayne, another incorrect prediction. I'm going to stop ragging on Wayne Gratzky for that. But uh, we, well, just in time for the next series in Edmonton, home of the Oilers, of course, a house has had a fence mural upgrade. If you didn't know, 
This fence previously had an image, like right near the front gate to walk up to the front of the house, uh, of, of a naked lady with a snake wrapped around her. Kind of airbrushed and looking just a little bit creepy. No, like actually a lot of bit creepy, and uh, I don't know how many fans there were of it. It was kind of weird and quirky, which I can appreciate, but this is a vast improvement. They've now painted it to look like the Oilers' jerseys are hanging from the fence, and, uh, you know, a lot of great numbers. Dry sidles on there, halls on there, of course. Yeah, you better believe that McDavid is as well, and a whole host of others, uh, in an effort to kind of, you know, spur them on and show some appreciation, some support in the good old hockey game as they get so close to maybe winning Lord Stanley's again. We do have the hope, right? We do have the hope, but it's a long road to get there. But still, if you are curious about the before, the after photos, don't worry. We've got it up for you on social media. In fact, I just found the house on Google Maps, and thankfully, the photos are from 2019. So Snake Lady is still alive and well, and as creepy as ever. They've taught E. coli bacteria how to play tic-tac-toe. I know how it sounds, which is why I had to read the article like a couple of times to see if it made sense. Scientists at the Spanish National Research Council have announced that they have modified a strain of E. coli bacteria and they have taught it to play tic-tac-toe in a weird way. So, I mean, obviously they put the human's place first with their X in the middle and using kind of chemical markers to show the bacteria where they have placed their next marker, you know, after the first O is put down. Where's the next X going to go? Humans decide it. They put the marker down at first. The E. coli bacteria had no idea what to do. But within eight games, it became an expert at playing tic-tac-toe, is what they claim at least, right? Take it with a grain of salt. But I just don't quite understand the why they needed to do this. And also they continue to say, in the beginning, we just wanted to do this tic-tac-toe experiment. But maybe in the future, they'll be able to do something as complex as handwriting recognition. Because they discovered that the bacteria cell kind of works the same way that our human synapses work when modified. Great! Great! So now we've got human brain bacteria just walking around out there, soon to be tired of toying with us with its simple game of tic-tac-toe. And soon it will be hungry for more. I've played the clip before. For, and I'm going to play it again. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Big snake in the news, along with some dolphins in Bolivia. You might have even seen this video, or photos rather, of uh, dolphins captured on film messing with this big-ass anaconda. And experts theorizing that it may have been an impromptu mating ritual, or at least a sexually stimulating activity. Why am I reading this? <laughs> right? Uh, listen. Dolphins got a great PR deal back in the flipper days. We suddenly all thought that all dolphins were just the lassies of the sea, you know, like always ready to help and chirp some cute sounds at us through the TV. Aww. And they are, granted, super smart and some of the most acrobatic swimmers out there. Like, no slight credit where credit's due. But they are 1,000% creepy as well, if you weren't away. And now they give me the creepy predatory vibes that you get from the people at the bar who just, you know, stand on the sidelines of the dance floor just watching and sort of stumble swaying, waiting. Uncomfortable, right? Flipper can flip off. Dolphins would absolutely slip something in your drink if they understood what the concept of a drink was. First off, a Stranger Things inspired headline because of a certain episode of the first half of the new season, season four, just arrived on Friday. If you haven't watched it yet, 
understandably every episode is a whole length movie i swear like an hour and 20 but there is a usage of kate bush's running up that hill within the show and the uh, streams of that song have now almost doubled uh, nearly at 200 percent of what they were at least on some streaming uh, platforms and the soundtrack itself for this season just as once before a great introduction for the young kids to the best music of the 80s uh fantastic fantastic usage meanwhile in the present day billy joel armstrong has been opening up about the emotions felt while touring i mean this is kind of echoing something similar that happened with uh, kurt amit of metallica recently uh, he said that he felt the band's first night of the hella mega tour a lot like he really really deeply felt it he said the crowd looked like this giant flock of birds freaking out and coming off stage afterwards no one could believe what was happening with this shared experience for all of us and it was like that every single night people were just grateful to be alive to be around people again it was awesome we wanted to make it a special tour back in 2019 but that ended up not happening and this was an unbelievable experience uh, you know good things good feelings being felt we had an experience out at the old theater last night, going to go and check out the new Top Gun Maverick. It was fantastic. Like, better than I expected. Not that I was expecting anything not good. But I will say this. I want to do a spoiler-free Steve review, but the only thing I will spoiler is, like, the very first few seconds. The very first few seconds, because I thought that I was at a screening for the original Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, no, they show you the title. It says Maverick. I knew it was in the right spot. But the opening credits are lifted right from the original movie with all of those shots of the summer washout water, uh, color correction and the, the close-ups of the jets and everything that's happening with all of the Navy uh, you know, flight vessels and all the crew on the ground, uh, the pilots walking around. It was, it was amazing. And then they very quickly switched into actually being a new thing and not just remaking the same movie over and over again while still being a true... 36 year later sequel Tom Cruise is looking great Jennifer Connelly is of course looking even better Val Kilmer is fantastic in it as well and then you've got newcomers like uh, John Hamm which is now his like new fresh rivalry as you've seen in the trailers Miles Teller playing the son of Goose from the original film it's heartfelt and on the edge of my seat for the action up in the air as well of course they're using real jets it was cool I definitely think that's a big screen in the theater movie for sure so see it before it's gone it did just come out on Friday. You've got time. Wednesday. You might be able to talk to your pets soon. Yeah, pet translators are coming. Question mark? Maybe? There has been some headway made. They almost have the technology figured out for... Bats. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Uh, Tel Aviv University have said that they are doing studies on ultrasonic frequencies that essentially will translate what bats are saying to each other and overhearing of each other. Uh, and, you know, you know, bats, pretty common household pet, so I see where the leap is going to be made. And while this technology sounds cool, especially if you're Michael Morbius and it's Morbin time, uh, they have heard of the voice buttons for pets that already exist, right? Those videos never cease to amaze me. It just, like, it gets into my skull. And I always have that healthy skepticism of maybe it's been doctored or faked or altered in some way, but still. I do believe that animals are smart enough to use language, they just don't have the vocal cords for it. So get them some buttons and leave the bats alone. Johnny Depp in the music news uh, because of being on stage with Jeff Beck. And you might have already seen this. He happened to show up on uh, Sunday night's show in Sheffield over in the UK. And they covered some John Lennon songs, uh, Marvin Gaye, Jimi Hendrix in the repertoire as well. Unfortunately, 
There is audio on the internet, but it is absolute potato quality. But that's Depp on the guitar and also singing it out, interestingly enough. He did it again as well. Last night, he was at Beck's show at the Royal Albert Hall, and uh, though uh, it was uh, kept under secret for, I quote, obvious reasons, what Beck said, <laughs> Think, uh, obviously, you know, referring to the embroiling uh, case, the trial that has been highly televised between himself and Amber Heard. But there is one more show that Beck is going to be playing at the Royal Albert Hall that is uh, last night, and uh, no videos just yet on the internet to show if Depp made it for a three-peat. The Scorpions in the news because they wanted to change lyrics to one of their songs, Winds of Change specifically, and they say that as they have always sung it, it's not something they can imagine doing anymore because it specifically romanticizes Russia, and they no longer want to be doing that specifically uh, due to the conflict between uh, Russia and the Ukraine right now, and uh, the German band decided that they needed to, uh, on their ongoing U.S. and European tour, change up the game just a little bit. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. And it is time for another punch lineup. The setup is a plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia is going to be on display at the Icelandic Phallological Museum. Just read an article about this, and this comes from the uh, private's private collection of uh, one Cynthia Albritton, who was somebody who famously took a lot of casts of a lot of rock and roll legends, um, legends as it were. Let's get started. There's the bell. A plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia will be displayed at the Icelandic Phallological Museum, a monument to rock and roll erected with pleasure. I had to. It's so easy. A plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia will be displayed at the Icelandic Phallological Museum. I can just picture the house keys for sale in the gift shop. Right there in my brain. A plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia will be displayed at the Icelandic Phallological Museum, but what will they call the exhibit? The purple uh, all along the tower? Uh, hear my train a-coming? You don't even need to change that one. It's already close. A plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia will be displayed at the Icelandic Phallological Museum. Let's hope there isn't a plaster caster school field trip disaster. I'm just saying, it's a museum. Confusion can happen. And finally, a plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's genitalia will be displayed at the Icelandic Phallological Museum, putting the rock hard in hard rock, and that is the punch lineup on the phone with a very cool couple right here in town who are soon to be big time TV celebrities uh, who have had to keep it under wraps for a long time Paige and Corey Sear first of all how are you guys doing today? We're great, yeah. Feeling excited. Crazy week for you guys. I know this weekend is the premiere of season two of Battle on the Beach, and you guys are going to be on this competition show. What is this show about? It's, uh, yeah, like you said, a competition show where there's three teams, and you all get pretty much identical houses that are all appraised as at the same value at the beginning. And then we have a budget, and there's challenges, and every week there's a prize for each room. And at the very end, there's a grand prize winner for whoever was able to increase the value of their beach house the most. Great explanation. I wasn't familiar when I first sat down when my significant other was watching the first season. But I got to say, I was hooked. <laughs> you know, it took like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, they're making that choice? Interesting. Interesting, you know. Uh, and so you guys are going to be on season two, which premieres this weekend. What was the process like? Did you guys get scouted or, or did you have to apply? Yeah, we never applied to it. We just randomly got a message one day from a HGTV executive and basically just said, would you guys be interested in doing a TV show? On our Seriously Living Instagram page. And we didn't take it seriously. Like, you know, we get a lot of scam messages. <laughs> totally, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, it's a virus. 
<laughs> right. Um, but within 24 hours, she was video chatting with us and we did an interview, which we thought we tanked because then we didn't hear from anybody for like months. <laughs> Next thing you know, we were given two days notice and we had to be down in Galveston, Texas. And we weren't prepared. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We just decided to give it a go. And within two days, we were filming a TV show. It was yeah. wild. It was like a leap of faith situation there. And I mean, obviously, just two days, That's you guys are busy people. You got to, you know, put some stuff on the back burner to do it. How long did it take to film? Uh, we were down there just over five weeks altogether. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we weren't okay. allowed to tell anybody where we were. We weren't allowed to say what we were doing. And we just got back from like a two-week winter vacation. So it was really difficult for us to keep that a secret. Yeah, <laughs> We weren't allowed our phones on us most days during the shoots. And it was like really long days. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty stressful process to go through. Mm-hmm. Very cool opportunity. And I know you can't talk about how things go in the competition but very soon we're going to be able to find out. And I know that there's going to be an event to watch this premiere. Yeah, this Sunday down at the Fort McMurray Golf Club in Thickwood, Coldwell Banker and YMA Magazine are hosting a a viewing party. So anybody can come down and join us to watch it on the big screen. It's a special one and a half hour premiere. And the first challenge is the kitchen. So there'll be a prize and a winner at the end of this episode. So you guys can come down and see how we did. We don't know what it's going to look like on TV yet. Right, I mean, yeah, you were there, but you don't know how the edit's going to go and how much focus no. they're going to put on parts, of course. Well, Battle of the Beach, a uh, Battle on the Beach, rather, is going to be on HGTV for the premiere of Season 2 this Sunday. Thank you guys so much for taking the time, and can't wait to see. Thank you Thank so you. much, Steve. Thursday. Oh my goodness, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial officially over. And you know, though some were obsessively watching it like it was the royal wedding or something, um, I think the majority of people are just happy that this distraction is now done with, right? I mean, I had passing curiosities here and there, and so much exposure. It was so televised, and the memes were out of control. So it was hard to, like, not be exposed to it, right? That was an actual act of, 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 of sheer willpower to stay away from it. But once the wave of memes ends, and I'm sure most have, you know, a subjective pick for which side was less in the wrong, shall we say? I don't want to say right. I don't want to say correct. I don't want to say winner. You know what I mean? No winners here, for sure. But the truth is that things came down to the legal strategies put to work in the courtroom, right? And I can't speak to all of them. Again, only a little bit of exposure to actually what was going on. I did not want to be fully immersed in it, but it came down to legal strategies. One side had a solid legal presence, and I'm sorry, but the other one just pooped the bed. Julian Lennon, that would be the son of John Lennon, and a cover of his father's track, Imagine, is being put out there for Ukraine relief. So uh, this is an official cover by the son of John Lennon, uh, and apparently he actually performed this track first in April, a part of the Stand Up for Ukraine campaign, and now it's being released as a single. It's uh, published now, and the proceeds will be helping out the Ukraine refugee relief through Lennon's nonprofit, the White Feather Foundation, to global. Citizen. Meanwhile, the Rolling Stones have unearthed a 1966 song for the very first time at a live concert. That's right, 56 years after recording the song Out of Time on the album Aftermath, they've played it in front of a live audience. It's uh, as they launched their 60th anniversary tour, and they happen to be in Madrid, Spain, for the very first time this week, just yesterday, in fact, playing this 1966 track. Here's a fan shot video from the concert. Yeah. 
And while it was a great song on the album, the reason why it might not have really caught the attention of people is because that album also contains Sympathy for the Devil. Paint it black. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Pride Week itself going to be coming June 17th through the 25th and like 20 plus events going on with Pride YMM throughout it. Uh, And as we were just talking about, you're going to hear more about it in the news coming up. Uh, There's going to be kind of a relocation of the Rainbow Crosswalk and the goal is to have that complete before Pride Week actually gets declared by the mayor. And now the top three most predictable and most ridiculous arguments against Rainbow Crosswalks. One, it's a distraction and a road hazard. No, you're a bad driver at that point. And a visible crosswalk is entirely the point of any crosswalk. You're supposed to see it, so you see the people walking on it. You see, number two, I don't want my tax dollars being spent so frivolously. Well, I don't really understand why, but fair enough. Thing is, the cost of these crosswalks are very often padded by private dollars. People want to see some inclusivity. And even if this isn't the case, it's not your tax dollars, it's your tax pennies at work. Maybe like 23 of them. Not a great hill to die on. And three, well, they better install a heterosexual crosswalk. Where is my representation? Your hetero representation is everywhere. You're not being meaningfully discriminated against, held back, harassed, or otherwise made to feel anxious or bad about your very common sexual orientation. Others are, and most people want to push back against that. Plus, some people just like looking at rainbows. As simple as that. Not a big deal. We welcome it. Friday. Vets are now advising that dogs need sunglasses at the beach. Presumably for coolness reasons, right? (laughs) No, no. Okay, really, though, same as for our eyes, specifically polarized tinted shades that will keep light uh, bouncing off of horizontal surfaces out, like that of a shiny lake, for instance, right? Does make sense. And I don't hate the idea of dogs in sunglasses. I really, really don't. That's right. The Shih Tzus need shades. The Goldens need goggles. Aviators for the Akitas. Ray-Bans for the Ronnies. Sunnies for the St. Bernards. Perhaps pair them with a dapper neck bandana. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Starting off with the alleged plan to use black magic on Phil Collins. This from his ex-partner, Orianne Seavey, who is embroiled in this weird scenario where he sold a house that they had bought together. She's claiming that she is owed half of the value of it. His camp saying absolutely not. And during the proceedings, it's come out that her former head of security has said that she had planned to put some substances into Colin's wine. It's not clear whether that actually happened at any point, but... It is uh, indicated that about 30,000 American dollars were wired from her to a person in Colombia for their services in a black magic potion of some kind. I am not sure what the entire goal here was, other than that somebody grifted this woman for $30,000. I'm watching movie trailers because a brand new one for Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe just came out. We did know that this movie was on the horizon and that a follow-up series is actually going to be showing up on Paramount+. Plus. But yeah, trailer just dropped the self-professed dumbest sci-fi movie of all time. That's right, we're going in not through space, but space and time. <laughs> the Earth sucks. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead are back, and they're back with more versions of themselves. They're, I think, traveling from 1998 
to 2022 current day and bringing their pre-millennium sensibilities with them or lack thereof. Um, I, I am down for this, although it is on Paramount Plus, which means yet another subscription or at least free trial to get access to it, right? And I remember when Beavis and Butthead were only doing America, when that movie came out, it was a big deal. Big theatrical release at their heyday, and it was a fun movie with an incredible soundtrack. I, I still have the CD, and I remember just, it was on repeat. It was listened to very, very often when I was growing up. And this movie, I'm sure, will have a solid soundtrack. I'm curious to know what songs are going to be in the selections. However... I don't expect this to be the exact same thing. That was a giant, big, big, big movie in the big screen, big theater scenario. And this is at home on Paramount Plus and is a bid to get you to chill out for yet another streaming service. So it'll be good. I'm sure it's going to be very funny. I don't expect it to be the big spectacle that the previous movie was. Transmission over. One more Steve. New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 530 a.m. on 100.5. Cruise FM.